All right, what's up everybody? My name is Andrew, and this is my brother Michael. So we're both students right now. I'm a senior at Purdue University, and Michael is still in high school. So our project is called Free School, and this is basically based off of our experiences in school over the past four years. Oh yeah, cool. Right, so basically the problem we're trying to tackle is, is very big. It's just the entire field of modern schooling. Uh, I don't know how long ago it was that everybody in this room went to school, but um, boots on the ground here, it's bad. It's very bad. And um, so just as an example, let's consider like a college level calculus class, right? This is very fundamental knowledge that hasn't changed since probably Newton. And if you think about how much effort in aggregate is spent year over year at every school teaching this same content over and over again, it's a huge, a colossal use of everybody's time, the instructors, the students, and how many of the instructors who teach these Calculus One courses actually want to be teaching that course there? My experience is very few, very few. Um, and the students don't really want to be there either because honestly the best content is always online. Um, that's the deal with modern schooling. So it's like this with every class. I mean, I'm an aerospace engineer. I've taken a lot of you know, STEM courses as well as the gen eds and all that. Um, it's a big problem. It's a huge waste of everybody's time and everybody knows that the best content is online. But that's not, that's not in itself a solution. There's a different problem, the opposite problem, with online educational content. There's too much out there. You get information overload. You have so many different MOOCs out there. All of the MOOCs have, for the most part, not really achieved their objective. They don't get rid of the you know, walled garden kind of model that colleges have. Um, and there's just, there's just too much out there. Students don't really know which one to select. As a student, you have very limited time. So everybody just defaults to their own school's lecture because that's the one that feels safe to them. They don't have any social proof from these MOOCs that you know this is actually gonna teach you the thing that is gonna show up on your exam, being a student at XYZ University. So, right, so to um, demo this problem, uh, well actually first, you wanna talk about the idea more? Yeah, yeah, so the idea here is basically to build an online aggregator, a platform, a social media that is specifically geared for education. So if you look at all of the social media networks out there right now, you have your Facebook, your Reddit, your YouTube, TikTok, none of these are really geared towards education. Reddit is very good for current events. YouTube and TikTok are both really good at addicting your time away, you know, looking at whatever cat videos you're looking at. But there's nothing really geared for education. This kind of knowledge that stays static for a long time, this kind of knowledge that's like structured in paths, you know, you learn one thing before the other. And so we end up with all these scattered platforms online, these scattered universities, all teaching the same courses and content over and over again. So what we want to do, the general idea here is to build an online platform where we, everybody can aggregate their educational content. Um, it will be open to everybody. And the idea is to structure this content in a way that makes it collaboratively structure the content with everybody's input to make it uh, very clear to students what path they should be taking and what content, what particular materials online are the best for them to follow. Right, so to kind of give you a, a straightforward demo of the problem, let's say I'm taking a class on group theory and I wanna learn the first isomorphism theorem. So there's like three kind of uh, big players in online education that a lot of people know about. First off, we have YouTube, right? So I search it on YouTube and there's the problem of just information overload. There's like so many videos. They all have like 
a few thousand views. If I click on them, YouTube is getting rid of the dislike counter, so it just takes too long to filter, right? We also have Khan Academy, which has a very good reputation in terms of uh, consistently high quality classes when they do offer it, right? Because Khan Academy is not, doesn't rely on user generated content. We can also look on Coursera, where the problem is, well, you can't really search for a small topic like this. You can only search for a huge course. Oftentimes, the course is going to cost a lot of money because it's not very economical with credit cards to just do micropayments by very small topics, right? And so to demo our app quickly, uh, let's say I wanted to find the first isomorphism theorem. Well, I don't really need to search for stuff. I just click, okay, so it's a subset of abstract algebra. Uh, I can right click on it to enter the subgraph. Furthermore, it's a subset of group theory. So I right click on that and I get first isomorphism theorem. Um, and then we also wanna promote uh, people to discuss different resources to effectively filter out the best and worst content. So uh, we implemented a um, kind of Stacker News, uh, Reddit-like uh, comment structure. And then um, in terms of uh, micropayments, we wanted to use uh, Lightning because it's very efficient for this kind of thing. Um, unfortunately, I was uh, out with a stomach bug pretty much all of yesterday, so I was yakking my brains out and couldn't work on this. But uh, we did do a little bit so you can, uh, we basically just learned how to use like Albi and, and Polar and all that. Um, so I had set up a few test networks here. Um, if you, uh, you want to make payments, uh, we found that um, to use a browser wallet, which seems to be one of the most user-friendly ways, uh, you need to just um, have the browser wallet open and then uh, connect the wallet. This uses WebLN uh, API, so this is gonna show you what you're approving. You connect it here and then uh, wallet connected Bob. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't find a way to actually receive payments or generate, uh, generate invoices on the fly with uh, just the wallet um, so because we needed a lightning address for that. So the user would need to input their lightning address here and then uh, each post would be tied to, uh, here we're calling post a node, so each node would be tied to some author lightning address. And then um, our plan was to use uh, something like um, LNURL pay uh, to basically give in uh, the wallet <coughs> and the um, lightning address of a post uh, you could upvote a post and then um, it would send uh, one or 10 or 100 sats from uh, your wallet to the uh, author of the post. Thanks. Yeah, so we're, we're both pretty new to uh, the lightning space, especially the technical side of it in particular, and there's a lot of pitfalls and counterintuitive things about how it works on the payment side of things, especially when you try to make, when you insist on making everything fully non-custodial. So we've um, we've started re we've realized like how how uh, how many pitfalls there are in that side of things and it's it's very interesting for us to consider because it's not something we really get to think about outside of this space um, but I guess the events of the past week or two have really demonstrated just how important all of that is so pull up the thing again yeah I guess to go back and just recap everything we're trying to attack here I'm sure. Everybody is pretty familiar, whether or not you're in or went to college, everybody is probably pretty familiar with the rate at which college has been taking off. It is a massive bubble. It is a massive problem. Uh, there's, since you know, the last 30, 40 years, there's been a massive artificial incentive for people to go to college even when it's not the right decision for them, even when it's not really the best place 
for them to learn. And that's definitely been our experience. We learn so much more by coming to events like these uh, than we do just sitting through a classroom, listening to you know the millionth Calc 1 lecture that's been done. So yeah, we plan to continue attacking this problem in the future. It's, it's uh, something that's very core to our experience. Thank you guys. Yeah, so visualization of educational knowledge is a very, like, uh, it, it's a big problem. We've, we've realized how complicated it is by trying to build out this graph. You know, when you envision it and when you start building it, it's two completely different things. This, like you said, it works really well for subjects like math where everything is very, you know, linear. You learn one thing and then you learn the next. And then you get into topics like history where maybe it's not so linear. It's, it's more so debate, right? You have two different branches that kind of contradict each other. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a real question for us. As, as for like what structure we want to pursue moving forward, um, we, have to, we have to consider that, but. I think math would be a great beachhead. Yes, that math, is, yeah. math is definitely a good beachhead. We're planning to target like STEM sort of stuff first. Yeah. Yep. So a, a big part of what you're trying to solve here is discoverability, right? Like trying mm -hmm. to you know, let the, the, the best Right, so the idea here is that everything is maximally user-generated. So we, like each one of the things you see on the screen right now, the nodes, the links, as well as if you click into one of the nodes and you see these yeah. resources, right? Every single one of those is postable by users, votable by users, and is ranked by some algorithm that- so The links are also- The well. links are also generated by users. So if, if one user, if enough users think that Calc 2 should come after Calc 1, then that link is going to be there. Um, yeah, the idea is maximally user generated. And is the, the payment part of it, uh, I've also tried to do Hexon projects with, with Lightning and I totally sympathize like, holy mm -hmm. crap, like halfway <laughs> through and I just have my reg test network set up. So I get that. Um, so the, the idea though is you have to, where does it, like what, what is the payment flow like? Is it you post for free, but the voting <coughs> costs, um, where does that get integrated? So the, the idea would be 
I mean, right now the idea is pretty similar to Stacker News. How you know everything is everything is like micro paywalled, so to speak, uh, to prevent spam and things like that, and also to orange pill Gen Z and younger people who are learning things. Um, it's it's still being worked out right now. Um, there's there's differences between we, we imagine there's differences in, in the payment flow, what it would look like since our site is structured for educational content, whereas things like Stacker News are targeting more so current events. Uh, but that's something we still have to figure out. I was gonna mention, um, there was a team that went earlier that had the credentials and badges thing on Nostra. We thought that was really cool and that would fit in super well with this because that is definitely a big problem with university right now, like falsified credentials as well as just hiding credentials behind, you know, walls to students that shouldn't really be there. Why should I not be allowed to take this class? You know, like both of us have been held back from taking classes that we want to take before for no good reason. So it's a real problem and, and we would love to connect with things like that in the future. Yeah, great experience. Thanks for having us.